not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. How will the ACA affect the senior marketplace this year? That is the topic of our show today here on America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. Health Reform Explained is the website. If you want to see our thoughts and commentary from this segment and some other ones that we have done over the last five years, we would love to direct you there. Last segment, we were talking about some of the steps one needs to take to sign up for Medicare, and we identified some of the, the issues out there, namely that individuals making more than $85,000 in $1 are going to have uh, some some surprises in, in the mail here in the end of the year as they um, see higher premiums. And this kind of begs the question on making those. How does one make these important decisions? How does one plan for them as they are going towards their retirement? And I wanted to uh, really uh, dive into the fact that healthcare care costs are, are a, a huge part of that, Stuart. And you identified... A certain number. Uh, what was that amount of, amount that somebody once they turn sixty five is going to be on the hook for on average? Uh, it it starts out, you know, with with just a couple hundred dollars, but it will go up to forty seven hundred dollars on on the high side, over two hundred seventeen thousand dollars of income. Wow. Yeah, and That's then substantial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, too, somebody that retires at 65, I think they should plan into their budgeting and their overall retirement the fact that they're going to probably spend between hundred around $150,000, wasn't it, for mm-hmm. um, out-of-pocket expenses during their retirement on average. And, so, and, and some of these statistics show that people who don't plan, I, I have it here uh, in my notes, uh, on the high side, uh, you're looking at $475,000 by several of the think tanks for out-of-pocket expenses during the retirement years, uh, based upon life expectancy of both a male and a female uh, in their 80s. Wow, that's a Those significant amount. Those are substantial numbers. That is, that is substantial. So that make, begs the question: uh, When when should I retire? If I'm if I'm someone out there that's that's thinking about doing that, Stuart. Well, let's just jump back a notch here and let's uh, cover this one uh, question: Is is this whole program going to turn into a premium support system? True. Uh, and, and this is something that's on the table right now. It would provide a payment on behalf of each Medicare beneficiary towards the purchase of health insurance, either private plans, some Medicare, Medicare Advantage, or traditional Medicare. This approach is called uh, by some defined contribution or a voucher approach. This is what's on the table right now. The key difference is that payment for services provided to beneficiaries would be capitated rather than the current approach that ties payments to the specific services that the beneficiaries use. That's what's on the table. 
and could easily be taken up by the next Congress. So that's kind of a last thought on that, uh, you know, as we move into this next segment, which you just asked about, you know, when should I retire? When should I start planning for this stuff? Uh, it's many, uh, many, many reasons uh, why people have a difficult decision in terms of when or should I retire. Uh, this is unlikely to change. Um, future uh, administrations will be under pressure to cut back on Medicare and Social Security benefits. However, the cost of health care is going to continue to surpass inflation. I think that's important, Sean. Yeah, and, I, and I, just to speak on what I'm kind of seeing as I'm talking with people as they're approaching age 65, uh, one of the, the huge things that the Affordable Care Act has done uh, to seniors in their last few years of the under 65 coverage, think you're 63 or 64, um, and you know maybe you're ready to retire, uh, but what has happened is because the if you retire, you go onto the individual market, you're being pushed onto the, the, the most expensive uh, the, the, the worst risk pool out there. And so you have someone that maybe they want to retire a little bit early, but then they look at the health insurance premium for maybe them and their spouse, and it's well over 2000 approaching $3,000. And those twilight years as you're approaching retirement, those are years when you really, you really see the need for health insurance, right? So it's not like they are, they're the young invincibles that are going to go without it. So what you're seeing is you're seeing employees uh, stick with an employer over 65, or even if they, you know, it, you know, God forbid something happens where you have to retire a little bit early, that's a huge hit to take. Um, and of course, if they don't enroll in a health plan, then they'll, they'll, they'll pay, they'll pay the penalty, uh, uh, for that, for that anyway. So, uh, that's, that's one consideration. Um, I'm telling you when people turn 65, in my experience, they're, they're, they're really happy because they get access to, the Medicare uh, system, which is vastly less expensive, partially because, of course, it's an 80-20% uh, percent split with the federal government on its, you know, in its basis, but also because Medicare uh, takes advantage of lower costs in uh, the fact that they can negotiate really low rates uh, with providers and hospitals. In fact, Medicare uh, rates are the bottom line as far as how uh, reference-based pricing is throughout the whole system. And so that's that, that's some things to consider. Uh, when should you retire? You know, health is a major impact. And if you're healthy enough to keep working, that's great. But, you know, there's 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 a lot going on with people who can't do that, where they're they're really struggling in those, those last few years, Sean. Mm-hmm. Stuart, uh, anything um, to add on, on that point? Um, because, like, a lot of people still uh, – have in their mind, if I can still work, should I do that? Yeah. And, and again, since we're focusing on the on the Medicare marketplace, uh, and I think we should stick on that and not go you know, back and forth between the, the ACA, you know, employer provider, which we covered uh, two weeks ago, we're talking about individuals here that have the decision, should I retire, should I not retire? Most recent statistics indicate that people who are healthy enough and have a desire to keep working are doing that. And the reason for that is when you get to Medicare age, uh, although the Medicare system uh, is, is pretty well packaged since 1965 and what it provides, uh, a lot of people are under the, the illusion that when you reach 65, Medicare will take care of everything that they had when they were under 65, and it doesn't. 
It will not take care of long-term care. Medicare will not uh, pay for any of those expenses. Uh, as far as their out-of-pocket expenses are concerned, home health care costs approximately $3,800 a month. Adult daycare costs $1,400 and change a month. So you're looking at some new expenses that they hadn't thought about, that if they have the decision to work and have the ability and, and are physically able to do that, 60% of retirees are making money or earning benefits, uh, at least one reason why they're working. 36% of those uh, work mainly because they enjoy what they do or they want to stay involved. Uh, according to a study from Oregon State University, working past age 65 could lead to longer lifespans. So this is the current statistics in terms of why a person would want to, in today's economy, uh, to continue to work if they have the ability to do so. Right, right. But on the other hand, their employers are probably facing some challenges, um, and many of them are, are looking at uh, retiree health plans, uh, and uh, and that is an area to explore as a way to, to save costs. Some um, retiree health insurance plans, are, are they disappearing, Stuart? Yeah, I, that's an area that uh, I have increased interest in, and will be doing so in, in the next two years. Um, retiree health benefits you know, are an important uh, segment of the, the workplace, and they've really served uh, you know, that segment for a very long time. You usually find this in fairly large employers and, and in union plans. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, been a huge drop in the share of large employers, you know, 200-plus workers, offering retiree health from 66% in 1988 to 23% this year. Mm. That's substantial. Right. And again, a lot of that is, is as a result of costs. But you will be seeing uh, retirees have new options, which are the private health exchanges for seniors over 65. And that's a growing movement. And it be, because that's another sub-marketplace that the law of large numbers could work. And that's what, really what we're seeing. And so, for example, Medicare-eligible employees can tap into their uh, HRA contributions from their employers if they have it. And to secure public in the uh, public uh, health exchanges that were authorized in 2010 under health care reform. So there are options out there. And you're going to see more movement into the private exchange as an option for retiring seniors. And I think, yeah, and you mentioned union and municipalities, too. All of those places are probably going to be uh, looking at those things. Uh, do you have anything else on that front, Brian? Yeah, they, uh, Stuart's right. You know, they, they are disappearing. And when you when any municipality union company looks at expenses on their health on their health care, they got to make a cut somewhere just because – the, the whole tide is rising, and unfortunately, it's disproportionately, uh, you know, falling on seniors. Employers say, "Hey, you know, they they, they do have eligible. Uh, they are eligible for Medicare, so I, you know, let's just let them, you know, go on their own." And it's it's unfortunate because you know those plans are a tremendous benefit. If you have any uh, loved ones that you know that that did have that benefit, it really does add to your retirement security, and that's just like a, a, another. You know, another strike uh, against, uh, you know, seniors that they're getting hit on a lot of different fronts. When we come back, we're glancing ahead at the next segment. Let's take a Stuart, uh, a break here, gentlemen. Uh, using the web and doing research before serious Medicare care is undertaken. I think this is a huge 
point that we're, we're going to look at here coming up next segment. And the reason why is about 10 years ago, there was a study performed by uh, Dartmouth, the Dartmouth Atlas, which found their massive re- regional and even local differences in healthcare spending for Medicare beneficiaries. And so using the web and doing research before serious Medicare is undertaken is going to be important. And we're going to be looking at that next here on America's Healthcare Challenge. This is part two of our 10-part series, giving you the tools that you need to make the appropriate decisions for you coming up this fall. 402-342-1290 is the number. Online at facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back.